Good morning, class. <laughs> Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. And it is something you learn. It's not something you just know all about because you were born again. Uh, we're supposed to grow in these things, and faith is something that you learn more about and it's not just knowledge, but it's, it's like a muscle. You, you nourish it, and you exercise it, and it develops, and it becomes stronger. And so let's release our faith today and believe to get exactly what we need. The Lord knows where you are in life. He knows exactly what's going on, how it got here, and what needs to happen to fix everything. Uh, anything is fixable with God. Now, that's a giant statement. But it's another way of saying all things are possible with God and to those that believe. And so you can start having faith right now by just choosing to believe that, that my situation is fixable. Let's believe God and get answers right now. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us all over the world join together agreeing about this, touching this, asking you for the anointing that teaches, reveals, delivers, heals, asking you for direction and help and answers. Thank you, Lord, for quickening our minds and spirits and bodies and lives. And we'll give you all the praise for the results in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go again in our great textbook to Hebrews 10, scripture that we've been looking at for weeks now on a series that we're calling uh, By Faith. And we begin reading in uh, Hebrews 10.38, The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. How are we to live? By faith. By faith. That, there are other ways to live than by faith. Many other ways. You can live by reasoning. You can live by logic. Most people live by sight. Walking by sight and feelings. You can live by your emotions. You can live by feelings. You can live by any number of different things, but none of those will get you the kind of results you need. There's only one way of living that allows God access into your affairs. Hallelujah. And it is this, living by faith. Do you ever get excited about living by faith? Because I do. I do on a regular basis. Uh, the just shall live. I, I like that it says live. That's different from dying. Right? Shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul, I have no pleasure in him. Sadly, there are many that have become disillusioned and dropped out and drawn back, quit church, stopped praying, stopped reading their Bible, just drew back. 
And the Bible says the Lord's not pleased with that. Well, how could he be pleased with that? For one thing, he cares about you. And you, you drawing away from him is drawing away from your answer and your help. He wants to see victories in your life. And you won't get them drawing back and blaming him. Uh, it's so foolish to think that God's your problem. He's the answer, not the problem. And he didn't hurt you. He did, whatever you think he did to you that's so terrible, you're wrong. Jesus said the thief is the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, that's, the thief is not God. There's a thief. There's an enemy. There's a destroyer. If you want to be mad at somebody, he's the one. And anybody else that was the problem, that's you in the mirror. <laughs> you see who that is. But, it, but neither one of those are God. He's the answer. So, so please, smart up, smarten up, uh, wake up, and stop being mad at God. Uh, I feel like we need to uh, just act on this right now. Let's just pray. And if this hadn't been so much you, well, you're just joining others to help them with it. Say it out loud, Father God, Father God forgive me. For any wrong thoughts I've had about you or for blaming you for any bad things in my life, I acknowledge those are lies. That's not true. And I choose to believe what you said, that you're a good God. You got a good plan for me and you love me. You care about me. I choose to believe this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That will solve so many problems in your life. Uh, if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition or destruction, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Young's literal says, faith is of things hoped for, a confidence of matters not seen, a conviction. What is faith? Everybody said out loud, confidence. confidence. What else is conviction? Confidence and conviction. Uh, conviction is from the root word convince. It means you're convinced. Confident is also akin to the word bold. You, you, uh, when the Bible talks about us being bold, it's not talking about us being arrogant and pushy and demanding of people. Certainly not. You're bold because you're sure. You're bold you're not ambivalent. You're not wavering. You're not vacillating. You're bold to say, no, this is it. Well, yeah, but could it be? No, mm -mm, no, it's not. It's this way. <laughs> this is how it is. You're bold because you're sure. Today's English version says it like this. To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for. To be certain of the things we cannot see. Again, you hear that, that persuasion, sure and certain. 
And as you read down through this, the rest of this 11th chapter, you'll see it in every one of these examples. Abel must have been sure of some things in verse 4, or he wouldn't have given the offering that he did. You know, Enoch had to be certain of things he didn't see, or he wouldn't have kept communing with God that he couldn't see and couldn't touch until he got so close to God that God took him. You, you see Noah. He must have been sure that the flood was coming. Right? They had never seen, have indications to, to think they'd never even seen rain. And certainly not a flood like this. And, but he was so certain that it was going to happen that he and all his family spent all their time, all their resources for decades and decades and decades building this ark. Now you wouldn't do that unless you're sure. And why were they sure? He had heard from God. God told him, this is going to happen. Get ready. Do it like this. And he so trusted what God told him, he was so persuaded that he did it. He, he, was, he acted because he was sure. Abraham, same thing. He had to be sure or he wouldn't have left his home and obeyed God like he did. Sarah was sure that she would conceive. And the list goes on. Abraham, we've already talked about Isaac and, and Jacob and Joseph and, and Moses. And in our last study, uh, when we got to these verses, we were on the subject of Moses. And uh, much, you know, Moses has several verses here in this 11th chapter because he's such an outstanding example of faith in following God. But we made it all the way down to verse 29 in our study. <clears throat> so we'll pick up um, on here today. And now, uh, like we mentioned yesterday, if you've not been with us on these previous studies, you really need to catch up. And so uh, let me encourage you, go to the website and uh, all of the previous messages are archived. You can listen to them or you can watch them. And you, you can understand we're at verse 29. So we've covered all these previous verses leading up to this. That's a lot of ground to cover. And so you don't want to miss out on all that. Uh, you don't have to do it all at once. You can do one a day, you know. I mean, what does it take? 30 minutes or less, you know? Uh, and, and feed your faith. That's why we say that in the beginning, what's happening at faith school, our spirit is being fed. You, you know, your inner man needs to be fed just like your outer man does. If you don't feed the body, what will happen? It won't take long. It'll weaken. It'll weaken and get weaker. I mean, you don't feed it for long enough. You'll get to where you can't walk. You can't even sit up. You can't even function. Weakness. You've got to eat to have strength and to have ability to do things. Well, the Bible talks about there's an inner man and there's an outer man. There's a hidden man of the heart. And Jesus said it like this in Matthew 4. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Uh, it's not coincidence or happenstance uh, that manna fell from heaven and the people ate it. It sustained them in the wilderness. And in John 6, Jesus talked about he, he is the manna 
that came from heaven. He is the living bread. He is the bread of life that feeds not your body, but your eternal part of your being, the spirit man. And so uh, you, you, Timothy talks about being nourished up in the words of faith. And, and that's what's happening in faith school. We're not just trying to uh, tickle your intellect. We're not just trying to give you something with some more notes for you to think, yeah, I learned some things. Oh, I'm getting smart now. No, it needs to be much more than that. It needs to be something beyond your brain, beyond your mind. It's feeding your spirit. Your body knows what to do with food. You put it in your mouth, you swallow it. You don't have to try to make it do anything. Your body knows what to do with it. And your spirit knows what to do with the Word of God. Amen. It knows. And if you get the Word in you, uh, you know, that's what this faith school is all about. The Word coming into you, more is happening than you know. It's coming into your spirit, and your spirit knows what to do with it. It's going all in your inner man. It's strengthening you here. It's restoring you here. It's quickening you here. And you don't realize most of it at the time, but then when some kind of issue comes up in your life, a strength will come up in you that you haven't had before. And, and, and you'll look at the enemy and you'll shut him down and go, no, you don't. Not in my life, you don't. You'll reach over and lay hold of a blessing and receive it and nothing will be able to take it away from you. You'll be the overcomer you're created to be. But you got to be fed. And not just politics and social reform and, you know, ungodly poetry or whatever. It's got to be the anointed word of God. And that's why we pray before we start the class. That's what we believe to come out here. Something beyond me. Something beyond you. I believe we're getting it. Yes. The anointed yes. word of God that nourishes yes. our faith yes. and builds us up. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Makes us able yes. to lay hold of our inheritance in Christ. Praise God. Well, that excited me a little bit right there. <clears throat> We're down to verse 29. We saw by faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. By faith Enoch walked with God. By faith Noah prepared the ark. By faith Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. By faith Sarah received strength to conceive. By faith we see Abraham offered up Isaac. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. By faith Jacob blessed the sons of Joseph. By faith, Joseph prophesied about the departure of the people out of Israel. By faith, Moses, we see, you know, one, two, three, four, whatever it is, uh, five verses there dealing with all the things that happened with him. And in verse 29, by faith, everybody say, by faith. By faith, by faith they, now this deals not just with an individual, but actually with a whole nation. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. Of all the things that happened through all the generations that the Scriptures could have recorded, these are handpicked by the Holy Spirit. 
because they are the best examples of this and they are timeless for all generations. And so what are we to get out of each one of these? What are we to get out of this? By faith, they did what? They passed through. Uh, You could say also they crossed over. Faith will get you through. (laughs) Faith will put you over. Are there any things in life that you need to get through? Hmm? Are there any places in life that you need to cross over? Now the Red Sea is is a sea. It's big. I mean, uh, depending on where you look at it, where you measure it, I mean, one place, I think it's a couple of hundred miles wide, and another place, it's, uh, I don't know, a thousand miles long or something. Now, up at the top, it's some much narrower places, and that's where they think they cross, but even still, it's part of an ocean, right? (laughs) And when Pharaoh was bearing down on them, it looked like And it was, for all natural intents and purposes, an uncrossable barrier. If you'd have been standing there in their shoes with Pharaoh's chariots closing in, it's too big to swim, way too big to swim. We got no ships, we got no boats, we got no time. They're closing in. And on the other side of that is Canaan's land. <laughs> on the other side of that are the blessings of God. On the other side of that's safety, protection, the, the good life. But there's this giant, uncrossable, impenetrable barrier between you and it. Now, this is not the last time you'll see this. Even when they got to the promised land, guess what they ran up against? Giant walls. You remember that? And, and, and getting to there, they, they came to the Jordan, and it was flooded outside all of its banks. It looked uncrossable. This is the way it is in life. When God gives you things, they don't just fall on you. Hmm? They don't. And he has reasons for this. You know, he doesn't want us soft (laughs) spiritually. He he doesn't want us weak and undeveloped. He's got serious plans for you and I past this life. Plans that are going to require us to have some strength about us. And being able to use our faith for things far beyond what we learned in this life. This life is preparation time. It's the shortest thing we'll ever do. It's the briefest thing. It's faith school. So you thought this was faith school. (laughs) But actually our whole life is faith school. We're supposed to learn how to hear from God. How to trust Him how to obey Him, how to use our faith, how to resist the enemy, how to overcome. And all this that we learn in this life, we take with us 
into the next life and the assignments he gives us because we're going to be ruling and reigning with him. The assignments he give us, gives us will require the use of what we've developed down here. And we'll just take it from there and develop further. Thank you, Lord. Are you a faith person? Yes. You a faith man, faith woman? And you'll find, though, that God will tell you, I've given you this. I've prepared this for you. And when you see it, you'll get so excited. you go, oh, glory to God. This is amazing. And then you'll go to get it. And there's a Red Sea. <laughs> there's a wall that goes 50 feet high and is a, you know, 200 foot thick. There's giants saying, you can't come in here. <laughs> and it'll be this way, not just with them, it'll be this way with everybody. Somewhere, sometime in your life, you'll come up to it and it's like, how in the world are we going to get past this? And everything about it is saying, you can't. Impossible. And that is true in the natural. And that's true with you by yourself. It was true that they could not fix this. Right? They don't have the time, the knowledge, the resources, the ability to get across this on their own. But if we knew God and we knew he led us there and we run into something we cannot do, that's when we ought to get excited because we ought to realize I'm about to see a miracle. <laughs> I am about to see something I have never seen before. In some cases, something nobody has ever seen before, like this right here. Go with me, if you would, back to the book Hallelujah, of uh, Exodus. Let's remind ourselves of what happened here. Exodus 14. What has happened is God has shown himself so powerful with all the mighty miracles and signs and wonders, the plagues of judgment that came on Egypt because there was no way, no how he was letting them go until the nation was essentially brought to its knees. And finally they said, okay, get out of here. And so all of the Hebrews left. There were uh, hundreds of thousands of them, maybe as many as a couple of million. And uh, they took all their stuff with them, and they left. But now, the, these people have been slaves their entire life. Their, their fathers and mothers were slaves before them. That's all they've ever known. And now, though, they asked for gold and silver and stuff on their way out, and Egypt was so scared and so shaken that they just gave them everything they had. And so the Bible said they, they came out with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. We saw that happen during the Passover. You know in a slave nation of people malnourished, overworked, abused, regularly beaten, and all that kind of stuff, there had to be sick, broken people there. But something happened the night they took the Passover. 
Hallelujah. Which is a type of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. His body was broken so ours could be whole. Is there healing in the body of Christ? By his stripes, his bruises, we're healed. And they, they were all healed. They were all delivered. They had money. But they got to get to the promised land. And so uh, in chapter 14, let's see what was going on here. Chapter 14, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihahirath between Migdal and the sea, Baal, Zephon, and before it you shall encamp. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. And I'll harden Pharaoh's heart that he'll follow after them. And I'll be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Well, you know, they should have known by then that he was God. All those miracles and judgment. Some people are slow learners. (laughs) Slow learners. Verse 5, it was told the king of Egypt, the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? Now, it'd be good to remember, well to remember, that a giant part of the economy of the nation is based on the slave labor of the Hebrews. This, you know, will be a giant change. Uh, How is their country going to make it without all this slave labor? And so even they were so, uh, you know, uh, upset and wanted to get them out of there. After they're gone, they decided, how can we live without them? We got to have them. And so that was the reasoning why they got all their chariots together and took out after them. He made his chariot ready, took his people with him, took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh. His horsemen, his army, overtook them encamping by the sea beside Pihahirath before Baal-Zephon. Now, if you were the Israelites, that would have been a sight to see, wouldn't it? You got out of there. You've been traveling for a while. You're so happy you're not a slave anymore. Wondering what you're going to do with all this money you got. (laughs) Healed and feeling good. You get down to the Red Sea and somebody notices a giant cloud of dust over there. (laughs) And the closer it gets, it's a giant cloud of dust. That would incite fear. Right? That would incite fear. And we will see as we keep reading this how they dealt with that, how God and Moses dealt with that. But what we need to know already is that when you are in the proverbial between the rock and hard place, tell me what will get you out, faith class. What? I already gave you a hint with that. <laughs> what, what will get you through the impassable, across the uncrossable. What will get you through, class? Help me, help me. Faith will get you through. Hallelujah. Well, that's all we got time for today. Come back with us tomorrow. We'll see you next time in Faith School. I've got the victory living
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.